This episode is sponsored by CastlemaniaGames.com. Castlemania specializes in retro and modern video game accessories. Their store includes new retro accessories from HD Retrovision, Eon Gaming, Retrobit, and more. They also carry products from modern games to consoles and accessories, as well as homebrew and repo parts. At checkout, use the coupon code THEGAMERSLOUNGE to get 10% off your order. Thanks again to Castlemania Games for sponsoring this show. With me, as always, is Eric, Nathaniel, and Dennis. What is going on, guys? Hello, hello. Not too much. I just, just here for the pods. I just realized that I recorded all the pre-show talk and forgot to stop and ring it. So I'll have 20 minutes of scrubbing <laughs> to do before I get to the actual okay. start of the show. <laughs> I mean, we can always do take two. Hey! Yeah, like, I always, it's like, I always try to pay attention to that, but every once in a while, it's like, if we're really talking or I'm really looking at something else, it's like, ah, oh, crap, I forgot to read. But it's like, it's no big deal. I just make a mental note. 21 <laughs> that's confidential stuff people can't listen to that john no yeah. oh, yes. hey you know what if they, if they wanted if, if we had a patreon i would charge for that crap <laughs> <laughs> come join us on the pre-show <laughs> yeah i don't know that's what a lot of the uh, some of the podcasts that i i subscribe to on patreon not only do you get the like their show ad free but they put all that pre-show and post-show stuff yeah before it so there's one podcast that i i subscribe to literally the first hour is just them talking before they record the show about stuff that's <laughs> dumb that's just another podcast at that point yeah i mean and but they're talking about well they're like us they're talking about everything they're talking about the weather they're talking about you know some new thing they bought or talking about fussing about bills or something like that you know a lot of it you can fast forward through but some of it's kind of interesting yeah, like, why would you want to listen to that like nah. oh someone talking about bills that's what i want to listen yeah. to in my entertainment hours mm-hmm. yeah. well <laughs> when you're driving in a car for a while it's like eh, you got to have some kind of background noise on yeah but you know there's a few podcasts out there you might have a different choice that may be better than listening to someone talk about bills yeah it could be you're you're not wrong (laughs) i mean you're not wrong i'm not gonna gonna... you gotta have standards john i guess super high but above listening to people talk about bills is like that's that's very low my standards (laughs) are very low (laughs) with things very low yeah but that's a low bar to clear you you know you don't have to work that hard to get above that well i don't have to go above it i just it's low enough that i can just step over top of it i don't need i don't need to go under i just need to step we'll one up them we'll one up them actually instead of talking about bills why not talk about taxes i feel like that affects oh my gosh don't get me started on taxes get more political about that that we don't need any rants so stop it now Mm. 
real time no. with the gamers though. Yeah. Oh my god, Avalanche. <laughs> yeah. Don't get me started on taxes. <laughs> we can see him about to go. Yeah. Uh, Grab John before he starts tumbling. Gosh, yeah, it's it's bad uh, every year. But anyway, <laughs> but we'll we'll talk about what we've been playing before we get too deep into taxes because I don't want to. <laughs> oh, <no. Yeah. laughs> um, well. I guess me and Dennis could both talk because I've only played one game this week and that was Stray. That's the only game that I've played this week. And it came out last week. I had meetings in, uh, at my office, uh, or the office at the company office in Pennsylvania. So I wasn't here the day that it came out. So I didn't download it till I got back, man. That game is really stupid fun. I mean, it's just stupid fun. It's, it's not, is it what you expected, Dennis? It's it's kind of um, no, because yeah. what I expected, honestly, yeah, uh, but but that's a good thing though, because because it wasn't what I expected, it's sort of exceeded my expectations. Yeah, because you know I thought we were gonna go into this sort of I guess adventure esque, you know I'm always expecting an RPG system or anything, right. you know, but like it just but it just this more adventure, um, I don't want to say platformer, but you know, I don't know, just an adventure, you know, something yeah. that has more oomph to it and stuff like that. But instead, uh, what I've been feeling, and it's weird because it doesn't look like it at all, but when I play it, I feel like I'm playing almost in a third-person uh, version of, like, Little Nightmares or Inside. Because it has yeah. that vibe to me where it's also, like, half-walking simulator but it's very atmospheric and also has so much environmental storytelling. Right. So, uh, you know, I feel like it's like those games, except it's in a 3D environment instead of like a side-scroller where you're just going from A to Z. Yeah. You know? Um, but yeah, that's the vibe I get from it. And But I say that as a compliment because mm-hmm. those are brilliant games, Little Nightmares and Inside and all those types of games. I love those sorts of games. So the fact that Stray is more akin to that than what I thought it would be, I'm all for it. And I've yeah. been having the time of my life with it. Yeah. Now, have you beat it yet? I know it's not very long. No. Uh, yeah, it's not very long, but honestly, I I I wish I could have because that night I didn't want to go to bed, but I started getting so tired because yeah. my plan was like, okay, this isn't going to be long. I've set up the night for it. Uh, you know, I'm, let me see if I can beat this in one sitting. And I honestly didn't get far at all. I put maybe like uh, three hours in it. Yeah, I'd say so that's it, about what I've done is three or four hours. So I'm yeah. in that. Well, I, I've left the. Well, at the beginning, you're kind of in the in the sewer left that and then you're kind of in the in that city with the robots the robot dudes and i've went to the next part that's where i stopped that was where i got and i I don't know where that is because as soon as i opened up the door and said hey you can go through here i went through there and then i was like okay i'm gonna save so that's as far as i've gotten to i i haven't had time to go back the same place yeah but it's i love it it's great i mean it is it is one of my it's it's one of my favorite games of the year. I mean, already. Oh, uh, for sure. Yeah, no, that game. I yeah, it's it's going on my top ten so far. Assuming yeah. nothing else like knocks it off the list at the moment, there's a good chance it'll be on my top ten for yeah. this year for sure. Um, if you don't care about the gimmick of yo, you're a cat. Is there still enough like gameplay there to be fun or whatever? Because it's kind of like depending on the some of the different reviews and stuff of uh and people talking about it, it seems like I, I may or may not actually like the game it's kind of hard to tell and it's it's 30 bucks digitally on steam right steam and playstation uh, 25 i think it's I, 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 20 i think it's 25 i, don't I have to look i don't remember i pre-ordered it back in the back in back a, a while ago um 
think it's I think it's twenty five, but it has a launch discount uh, of like ten percent. I'm interested. Um, I've been interested. I like the things I've heard. But yeah, to to answer your question, Nathaniel, I I, I think um, you know, I mean, like, yes, it's it's you know, for cat lovers, it's amazing, but I I think there, <laughs> I think there's. There's enough there to enjoy, yes, because honestly, it is, if you like the idea of, I don't know, how do you feel about walking simulators in general? Not that it is one, but how do you, how do you feel about it? Some of them are good, some of them are not, but this one at least looks like, you know, like, art style-wise and all that stuff, it's not like you're walking through a boring thing, like all the trailers. No, no. Enough. So, no. like, there's some that are really, really good out there that I've played, so yeah. if okay. it's a good one of those, then yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, did you like what remains of Edith Finch? Oh you. yes, that game's great. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. yeah. So I'm then... getting I'm getting a lot of vibes of that in Stray, honestly. And cool. um, so imagine something like that. But yeah, I, I think just take away the aspect that you're a cat, and yeah. gameplay wise, you do have a solid foundation of a game there with a fantastic environment, um, environments really, because you're going through a few. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just the storytelling that happens, you know, in a indirect manner, is fantastic. And then you know, you get a lot of kind of direct storytelling with the little B12, it's called, the little uh, android that, that follows you as well. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, so yeah. And I mean, if you like Annapurna games in general, yeah, I mean, Stray's like a, a big, big hit, big hit for them. And uh, yeah, I, I love it. Like, yeah, even I'm trying to, and that's my unbiased opinion. I mean, yes, I love yeah. it even more that you get to play as a cat because I love cats, obviously. But even if that wasn't the case, Again, replace that character with anybody else, and you still have a fantastic game because gameplay-wise, um, you know, you're still doing like some stuff that you would do really in any other game that's similar like that. Uh, the only difference is you have a dedicated meow button. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, that's and really you can it, scratch so. uh, carpets and couches and trees <laughs> yeah, when yeah, you walk you by. You know, you can stretch your, uh, yeah, yeah. Stretch your <laughs> They don't let out. you play a keyboard yeah. at least once in the game. They're doing it wrong. Well, you could walk across <laughs> pianos that they have there. That is there. true. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, there's a little hidden library that. You yeah, can I mean, it kind of counts. But, yeah, it's yeah. I. I really, I mean, I knew I was just from the look of it. That that was the whole reason why. What's funny is, is when they when they showed the stray trailer during the PlayStation Five announcements way back, it was like, oh, well, I've got to have a PlayStation Five because I want to play this game. <laughs> and then I got a Steam Deck, and it came out on Steam, and I I bought it on Steam. I didn't even buy it on PlayStation Five. <laughs> yeah, I'm playing it on PC. Um, yeah, and I I haven't loaded it up on my PC. It it runs at medium settings. 30 frames a second on Steam Deck. It's very playable. The fidelity is not super high, but it's, I mean, it still looks real good. I need to boot it up on the PC just to be able to get it at full, full rest. Some of the cutscenes, you, there's a, there's an aura around things and then, you know, but I mean, it's still, it's not a bad experience on the, on the Steam Deck What's... at all. So. What's the? I mean, I know, I know. There's more to a you know specifications than just a GPU. But what is the GPU equivalent on the Steam Deck? You know what? Basically. I don't even remember. I would have to look it up. Okay, because I I have a 1050 Ti on my laptop, but since my desktop is across the country at the moment, and that has a a RTX 2080 in there, um, but it looked fantastic. And like um, the game's really well optimized. It's and, roughly uh, equivalent to an AMD uh, Ryzen or Res, Ryzen, however you say that, 30, Ryzen. 3750. Yeah. 
CPU. I'm deciding the question. Okay. That's I... a CPU. That's not the GPU. Oh, that is not. Yeah, it's not Should the I, GPU. I don't know. Stray on PlayStation or Steam? Val has your phone. I heard, uh, because I'm on the Annapurna Discord, because they invited, like, press forever ago. There's a lot of people in the general chat, um, including just fans and stuff, that uh, apparently the PlayStation 5 version has a lot of issues. Like, PC is the most stable it's version. PS5. PC the PS5 has a few issues, mainly some people complaining about a lot of their save files either not being saved or they ended up getting corrupted, mm. um, which is not the case on PC um, at the moment. PC isn't perfect either, um, but otherwise it's a hell of a lot more stable than PlayStation 5 is. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, pick your poison, I guess, you know, if you're willing to take the risks. Xbox you know, it the... is! <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Surprise, it's on Game Pass, Pass sure. now. We magically yeah. made it happen. Yeah. That would be that. That's my thing. Is I recently bought a couple things. I'm like, great. And I was like, oh, coming out for games with gold. Oh, this month. Ah, oh, crap. Yeah, uh, that's usually me. If, if there's a certain yeah. game that you want to come on Game Pass, say, hey, John, go buy it, and it will be on Game Pass within the next month. I guarantee it. <laughs> guarantee All right. it. That's I'm going to work on a shopping list. Yeah, you, work John. on your shopping list, and I'll buy them, and then we'll turn around, and they will end up on Game Pass. I mean, my understanding is that Stray will eventually be on Xbox. I want to. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's just a timed exclusive. Yeah, it's going to be available physically on. Uh, PlayStation on PlayStation 5, but I don't know if I want to wait and maybe see if I can get it physically Whoa. on Xbox or if I want to buy it physically and on PlayStation 5 just to have it. PlayStation Plus yeah. Extra, you get it for free. Yeah, and I almost right. did the... In quotes, free. Yeah, I almost yeah. did the PlayStation <laughs> Plus Extra just to get it, and I thought, you know what, I'm just going to buy it and play it on my Steam Deck because... Yeah. I'll never, well, I won't say I'll never play it on PlayStation 5. I just, I would not play it as much because the Steam Deck's yeah, with I mean, me more. Regular so. PlayStation Plus isn't worth it for me, so paying for extra just. Yeah, it's, nah. it's 40 bucks yeah. if you want to buy the physical one. It looks yeah. like Sky, Skybound is the one putting it out. And yeah, they're like, the one publishing the, the physical September. version. So, um, but yeah, they're I just. Pretty, pretty reliable. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I can't. It just says it's RDNA2 AMD. Architecture is all I can find. I can't find the exact specification of the. Yeah, it's something custom for the Steam Deck, so it's kind of similar to like what's in the consoles. It's based on this architecture, okay. but that doesn't necessarily tell you like it's exactly like this card because it's yeah. not going to be. It's all right. custom hardware. Okay. And I mean, it runs. Yeah. It, you know, it runs good. I, I, I can't, I can't complain because I mean, it's running at 800p. You know, it's like okay, you know, sure, I want to play it in. 1440p or 4k or whatever on my pc but i will eventually but you know because yeah, i was playing on on you know native 1080p and i was getting 60 frames no problem um and the game looks fantastic i mean could it look more gorgeous yeah of course yeah. but the fact that you know on a 1050 ti you know not that it's a bad card but you know compared to now it is a few years old right and um but i mean yeah i mean the game's really well optimized on on pc <laughs> and uh so yeah that, that that's why i was curious um everything seems to be running pretty fluidly for me i actually played a little bit on like on my pc and then i ended up just hooking up my laptop to the tv and mm -hmm. just playing it that way i just kind of booted up my or grabbed my xbox controller and then yeah just play it like i would a yeah. normal console game so yeah i mean it's it, awesome on steam deck it's 30 frame it, it, it'll do 60 but it, it it's it's not the best experience it's choppy yeah it's yeah. A little choppy you, you want to play it yeah. at 30 which is which is fine for a game like that i don't yeah it's i don't yeah, need it at 60 frames i, I just yeah. don't i mean it's it's fine 
know, it's, yeah. it's one of those I'm things. I'm a second where... frame snob. I would hate it. Well, not hate it, but I just the whole time would be like, oh, eye strain. I hate yeah. it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's why I don't play my Switch as much anymore. Like I, I stopped playing it because when you have other than Nintendo stuff that you have to get on there, it's like even when I'm playing, I'm just like, man, I wish this was a higher frame rate because. Going from seeing stuff at at least 60 or higher, then you go down to 30. You feel it in your eyes just yeah. from you can only play it for yeah. so long before it just starts hurting. Well, and I guess that's where, with it being the handheld and 800p and a small screen, it's like, I really, yeah, I could tell a difference. Yeah, but... yeah. It's much worse if you're trying to play, like, you know, switch a dock mode on a yeah. TV. Oh, yeah. See it's, it's, on a big screen than you do on yeah. the handheld. Well, speaking of dock mode, <laughs> for sure, I, got, for sure. I, got these, I got this dock in for review for the Switch oh. or for the uh, for the Steam Deck, and I, I hooked it up to the 4K TV upstairs. Because it'll it'll upscale, you know, a TV will upscale to 4K. So it takes the 800p and then boosts it to 4K. It was like, oh, Stray does not look good like that. No, it does not. Yeah, <laughs> you can really up, you bad. can do upscaling, but it's only going to do so much. Even if it's good upscaling, yeah. which who knows if that is or not. But yeah, right. like if yeah. you start small, you can only do so much. It's like yeah. you know, any TV show, you're enhancing an image and. Like, oh, look, it's perfectly crystal clear. Like, no, that's not how it works. Yeah. No, no. But what I do like about this dock is it, it does have three USB uh, 3.0 HDMI out, and then uh, it has a, uh, a gigabit uh, Ethernet port on it, which is awesome because I can just hook everything up. And re- literally what I do is I use it for desktop mode, and I use it to download stuff because it's faster than Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my, my, I can get 900 megs per second on this where wi-fi it's like 400 but i mean oh no 400 no no it's so bad, so right slow. so it's like oh no you're a 60 frames Jeez, a second snob I'm, like a internet. Internet. Yeah, I'm a i'm an internet speed snob so it's like, <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i mean it works really well because what's cool is is i just hook the external hard drive up to this and move my ROMs and stuff over to it. Um, it's a J. It's a J. Socks. It's really nice. I mean, I think it's it's okay. aluminum. It gets really warm, uh, but it's but. yeah. But it's it's nice. Um, I need to write a review up this week for it. Um, I know you got a long list, Dennis, and but I want to ask you. So I actually booted. I've been wanting uh, live a live or live alive, however they say it. I always say live a live because I'm a hick. Live a live. Um, I say live a live. But okay. yeah, I mean, I've, I've heard it go both ways, yeah. honestly. So. I, I, what about, wait, 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 let's be radical here. What about live a live? Well, that's, I've said yeah. it that way, too. I've thought about that, too. Yeah, I've said it that way, too. Or live a live. Live a live, yeah. You just got to do all the variations. Um, well, you know what the weird part is, too, is like what bothers me more so, it really isn't the pronunciation. It's like when I'm writing it, I don't know if it's one word. I don't know if it's hyphenated. Right, yeah. I don't know if live or live are three separate words it drives me crazy yeah it I drives me absolutely as long as you use the characters it doesn't matter you can make them all capital you sure. can make them all yeah. lowercase you can do That's all sorts of weird shenanigans you can throw some <laughs> exclamation points in there it's probably fine yeah, it's we'll just call it care. square enix because that's yeah. what it is it's yeah, just exactly. square enix so i actually pulled my I, all week long i've wanted to play it i wanted to play it wanted to play it wanted to yeah. play it so i actually pulled my switch out after like first time since march i've pulled it out blew off the dust 
Well, no, it was in a case, so there was no dust to blow off of it. Oh, okay. But I figured that I had put it in standby mode, so I figured it was going to be dead. But no, I actually turned it off. It was a miracle. So it still had like 63 oh, wow. battery, and I was like, whoa, that's yeah, weird. Um, so I actually downloaded the demo. Is that game really hard, or am I, was I just too tired last night to play it? Uh, I kept dying. Really the, that game is easy, if anything. I did uh, the demo. I swear. Just make it hurt worse. Yeah, no. Just dig that knife in there worse, man. So okay. So like, I did the. I, I started in the Japan one. You know, because in the good, demo, you could do the, yeah, I did great. Yeah. So I did the Shinobi. I literally snuck by two guards and then had to fight a guy in a hallway and I got killed. It was like, and then I had to start completely over again. It was like. Why is this? And then I did it again, and I'm like, "What am I doing wrong? Why is this so hard? It's what? just a RPG. I know how to play RPG. I've played them for forty friggin' yeah. years. It's like, <laughs> yeah." Cast to be play. fair, to be fair, that one is the hardest one so far because I've played now five of the seven stories. Okay. And the Japan one is definitely the hardest. Okay, well, sure. then I just started and, off yeah. on the wrong one, then. I was just like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did. I, I started off, because even though I wanted to jump into the Japanese one right away, I actually started started off on the uh, on the Imperial China one. That's the one I did. And um, and that one kind of eased me into it. And then... Uh, but yeah, the, the Edo period Japan um, is... It can be difficult for sure... And with what you were saying about, you know, having to start all over, um, Live Alive isn't too good when it comes to its autosaves. It does have an autosave system, but it's oh, not too no. good with it. It only does it at significant moments. So, but if you manually save, it's just like how a lot of, like at Pokemon games are, where any spot you saved at, if you were to load the game up again, that's exactly where you are. Gotcha. You know, you don't have to be at a specific, because I, I, I hate the RPGs and just games in general that are just like, oh, you can only save at this little glowing spot right here. Like, right, no, yeah. I want to press pause and I'll save wherever I damn well please. Right, yeah. <laughs> you know, so, exactly. thankfully, Live Alive lets you do that. Um, so yeah, I just got in the habit of like saving um, uh, uh, constantly. And But the Edo period Japan, that's the only one that I've actually died a few times in. Everything else, I haven't really died i want to say maybe once in the uh the near future one but otherwise yeah i mean it's a pretty it's it's pretty balanced i would say but okay. that Edo period Edo period japan is definitely the toughest one so i, I thought sure. maybe they were just cranking it up because it was a demo it was like what is going on i thought maybe you know i took my melatonin before i went to bed i thought maybe it was kicking <laughs> in and my brain was yeah. you know, getting sleepy it was like okay i'm just shutting this crap off and i'll try it again tomorrow and i haven't tried it again so um but i i really want it but at the same time it's like See, here's my thing now. It's like, oh, I really want this game. It's on Switch. Oh, that's awesome. Is it on Steam? Because I'd rather have it on my Steam Deck. Than <laughs> oh, it's not because it's published by Nintendo. Okay, well. Uh, then he swears a couple times, gets angry, shakes his fist. And then well, I mean, there's ways that I could play Switch games on there. I just haven't figured it out yet. I'm trying. I did end up getting a physical copy of it. It's the first physical game I've got since, like, yeah, I, I think so I'm just long. going to break it down by Has it been more than a year? <laughs> Did you physically bought one? Man, um, I'm I'm big on art, and Live Alive has fantastic illustrations, so I had to have the physical of that. Right, Plus, I knew that that was going to be a one and done for me. Yeah. Like once I'm done with Live Alive, I, they have doesn't really have replay value. So like, uh, uh, you know, friend, and, Eric, got it. 
<laughs> gotcha. I, I've been like squeezing out everything I can too from each story, and even then, I, I it still doesn't take me longer than five hours to beat a story. They all hover around three to four. Well, see, and I like um, that because I don't. Oh, I love it. You know, because as much as I like a rich hundred-hour RPG, I just don't have that time yeah. anymore. I just don't. Yeah, and I know Xenoblade Chronicles three just came out but like i mean i'm holding off on that for now at least for a couple weeks because i want to i'm about halfway through xenoblade chronicles 2 now so i want to just take care of that like right now that's my current feature rich big rpg (laughs) you know so but live alive is a nice two and then put quite a bit of time in between otherwise you're going to get burnt out on three Because you're playing yeah. back to back wolf, that's a lot. Yeah, see, yeah, that's, well, not, not that's to, what I did with yeah. Assassin's Creed. It was too much. I'd play an Assassin's Creed oh, right before yeah. the next one would come out, and then roll into it and be like, "I'm burned yeah, out on yeah, Assassin's yeah, Creed." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, there's definitely balancing there, but I, I think Live Alive is a nice sort of complementary RPG to something as big as Xenoblade because Live Alive. You know, again, it's just a lot more palatable with you know having these separate short stories that are again only three to five hours long, depending on how you play. So um, it's nice; it's easier to get through when you're on a tight schedule. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 just such a great, fantastic RPG, honestly. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to end up buying it. I mean, of course, I'll end up buying it because I don't just download brand new games that I don't buy. You know. Um, I at least try to buy them, then I feel <laughs> I feel better than putting an illegal copy of it down on my <laughs> on a whole other system to play. It. <laughs> yeah, well, that game is honestly worth buying. I, I I hope it's been doing well. I think it has been. I think so. And uh, it's yeah. it's been one that's been requested for a very 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 long time. I mean, yeah, and I still see people talk about it. So clearly, it's still getting buzz. And uh, I just want it to be successful, not necessarily because I want another Live Alive, but I just want more games like this. Mm-hmm. You know, I want some new IP. I don't care. But, like, I, I just give me a compilation of, like, short stories instead, all that short of, sort of share a, a similar engine. That way you can sort of ease in from story to story because mm-hmm. I think that's my favorite part about this also. It's not the fact that, you know, yes, these are more bite-sized RPGs, um, or short stories, but the fact that they all share the exact same engine, mechanics, and everything. All the the combat system is the same on every single one of them. You know, the inventory management and the menus, the UIs, everything, it's the same on every single one of them. The only real difference between them is the story, the setting, and the characters, obviously. You know, so otherwise it, it feels, you feel comfortable going from game to game instead of having to learn a whole new set of right. You know, uh, basically learning how to play this uh, almost like a new game all over again. Right. And it's all voiced, which was... uh, Yeah, surprising. Surprising me. That really surprised me. It's like, well, let me tuck you in for some reading. And then all of a sudden it started reading it to me. I'm like, I like this a lot. (laughs) That's that's half the battle right there for me. I I like the story, but if I've got to do a crap ton of reading at the beginning, which most Japanese JRPGs, there's a lot of setup at the beginning of them. It's like, if I've got to read it all, it's like, oh my gosh, I'm getting sleepy. (laughs) But yeah, I I need to just buy it. I just can't decide if I, I mean, I want to buy it physically, of course, but it's like, do I want instant gratification? Just buy it digitally and buy it physically down the road. I know it's not going to ever be any cheaper, but I don't know if it's one of those yeah. weird limited print 
Switch, Nintendo print Switch things that they do. You know. I think it is. I don't not, know. Not for this one, I don't think so. Who knows? I mean, because my understanding is that this this is... This is Nintendo. It's, I mean, it's a Square Enix game, well, yeah. but it's published. Nintendo did the publishing for it. So, yeah. Nintendo's funny. They'll pull things like that. And then all of a sudden, you'll not <laughs> yeah. be able to find a copy of it anywhere forever. So, for a reasonable billion dollar company. And they're mm-hmm. like, no, no, we can't spend the money making mm-hmm. 200,000 copies. Forget no. that. No, 50K at most. We'll put the resources for that. 200,000 Ukraine. We don't, we, we don't have the yeah. funds for that. No, yeah, there's a reason why I've got that. Uh, what is it that's the expansion? One of the expansions for uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2. I have, I think it's two. Or not? That one? Uh, yeah, they made it physical, and I ended up yeah. buying it, and now you can't find it anywhere. It's like yep. stupid expensive. Very difficult to find. Yeah, it's like, yeah. And, I, and I bought it on a whim. It's like, oh, a DLC, let me go ahead and buy that. And it's like, since I can get it physically. But but go ahead, Dennis. What else you been playing since me and you've been talking about what <laughs> Since we've been talking about stray yeah. and, and and live a live or live a live live a live alive alive. Um <laughs> Yeah, so uh so yeah, I mean obviously we've been playing live alive and playing a lot of stray. Well not a lot of stray. I, I wanna I wanna play more. It's just I'm I'm just I'm so caught up with so much stuff that I'm reviewing at the moment that live alive is really the only thing I can really play at the moment yeah. that's for me, <laughs> you know, versus something that I'm tasked to do. Right. Um but uh, but yeah, but these last couple of weeks since we last did the podcast, I've been squeezing in some games here and there, shorter games. Um, but we'll start at the beginning. The um, I finally got accepted, uh, finally, to the Overwatch Two beta, and uh, it's. It's Overwatch, it's Overwatch one, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it's 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 Overwatch, uh, and uh, but I, I I'll say this though, like jokes aside, that I, I like that though because you know you're familiar with it right away. It was immediately easy for me to pick up. Yeah. You know, I've been playing since 2016, so six years now. It's crazy. It's been that long now since wow. Overwatch has been out. But yeah, um, but uh, but my main goal in Overwatch two wasn't even so much. Oh, let me see the new maps. Let me see all the new things, all the balancing that they've been doing. Uh, no, no, no. I wanted to try the new heroes, and I'm absolutely in love with them. The two main ones are Junker Queen and Sojourn. Sojourn is mainly a DPS, and she kind of plays like a mix of Hanzo and Soldier 76. And uh, she is fantastic. She she is a fantastic hero. Um, but really what I clicked with the most was Junker Queen. My god, pretty much the whole time I was playing the Overwatch 2 beta, which was for a few days straight. The beta's done now, um, mm. so you can't play it anymore. But, uh, but man, it was like nine times out of ten I was playing as Junker Queen because she was fantastic. She's probably one of my new favorite tanks now, and uh, yeah, it, it's but it's great to see her finally there because she's been around technically since whenever they released that Junkertown map, which was probably in 2018, because they've had posters of her everywhere and she's been part of the lore. Um, We've never physically like seen her up until recently. Now that she's a new hero, so it's crazy that she's existed but never really been a thing now for yeah the better part of four or five years. It's crazy, um, but they do that a lot. But I kind of like that too because it's it's part of their world building for Overwatch. You know, like yes, it doesn't have a story. Overwatch Two will, but um, but it doesn't have a traditional story. They have comics and stuff like that. But usually, a lot of the lore comes from the conversations they have, and. Um, environmental storytelling 
and uh, th things like that. Mm. And of course, the events um, when they have those sort of predetermined uh, PVE uh, events. So, uh, but yeah, Overwatch 2, long story short, has been uh, amazing. Feels great, just like Overwatch 1 does. The UI is so clean, everything is so nice to look at. And uh, yeah, now granted, even though it's a beta, they didn't offer everything, so they didn't offer any of the story mode content. It was basically pure multiplayer. And uh, and yeah, you just got to try a couple of new maps, a couple of new heroes. Um, the new mode where you have to basically push a robot back and forth, and basically whoever pushes the robot first to their side of the map wins. Uh, that one's interesting. It's the I'm not 100% certain on what the rules are yet for for that. The, it was just kind of happening. <laughs> so I was like, whatever, I'm just going to treat this like a team deathmatch or something and just start killing people. Because I, I, I'm very much all about the objective, but I honestly had no clue what the hell was happening <laughs> in, in that mode. Uh, but, uh, but I don't know, maybe it is as simple as just, you know, maybe it's like a payload that goes both ways, um, which it seemed like it. But again, sometimes we'd all be around it and it wouldn't move, but the enemies wouldn't be there either. And it's just like, I'm not sure... What exactly is, do we have to give it a pat on the back? Like, what's what's going on here? Like, you got this, you got this, buddy. Yeah, just go ahead and move it. Yeah, come on, come on. Your cousin Iron Giant did this years ago. Let's go. So you know, uh, but but yeah, no. Either way, I it was it was a fantastic time. Out of uh, and I just can't, I can't wait for the full version to come out um, in October. Um, I am a little wary about the free to play elements. Obviously, there will be a battle pass, so the monetization is going to be a little bit different too. They're getting rid of loot boxes, which is. Depending on how you look at it, it could be a pro and a con, but I've always liked the way that Overwatch handled their loot boxes um, because I, it never felt predatory like a lot of you know mobile games are or just a lot of gotcha stuff in general, a lot of the free-to-play games are in general. Um, so, you know, hopefully the Battle Pass is... You know, it, it won't be like the loot boxes, but hopefully it's similar in the case that it doesn't feel like they're trying to nickel and dime you. You know, right. so, um, you know, it's, it's, I understand keeping exclusive content behind it. Um, that's the whole point of purchasing a battle pass to begin with, but at least for the people, make it for the people who don't want to spend too much time in it, still give them enough to work towards and still appreciate. Um, uh, I, I think Paladins, for example, Paladins, which is very similar to Overwatch, um, has done a good job of this for years mm -hmm. of having battle passes granted they changed the structure of their battle passes now they're only 25 levels instead of 100 levels like a normal battle pass would be so leveling up is a little slower um but you do get the bigger rewards much sooner so you know even though because battle passes like this no matter what game it is if it's heavily reliant on skins being the draw and where they get all the attention of course they're going to have all the awesome ones towards the end Right, because they want you to spend the money, they want you to, uh, you know, put the time into it, and may maybe if you get impatient enough, to you know, put in a little extra cash too to um, you know, bump up your experience and whatnot. So get you know XP boosts and whatnot. So, uh, but Paladins has always done it in what I feel is a very reasonable manner. I think there's no. Again, you're a free-to-play game, so you're going to try to incentivize people to pay something. But there is a fine line between, you know, what's 
consumer friendly and what is yeah just pure predatory so um but yeah it could go either way again overwatch has always been i think a well-balanced uh game and they've always treated their consumer base well uh again i can't speak to everyone obviously but from my experience from the last six years i it's the one of the few games that the one of the reasons why i keep coming back because normally i don't put as much time into games like this as i do it uh it's there's a sense of respect there and it gives me incentive to come back you know versus feeling like i have to come back or them almost trying to persuade me to come back because of like oh look at all this pretty new stuff don't you want to come and play it's like no because like even for example something like pokemon unite i love pokemon i love mobas but even that couldn't get me to play for longer than the first month after it came out mm. You know, so, and that's Pokemon that we're talking about, Pokemon, which is embedded into my DNA. Because, again, there's too much that happens in some of these free-to-play games, like mobile games especially, where, like, why is your screen cluttered with stuff? You know what I mean? You have four or five different currencies. Why? Just have a free currency and a premium currency. I hate when there's, like, ten different currencies. Oh, this is for the event. Oh, this is for your upgrades. Oh, this is for... You know, you, the stuff in the free store. This is for the premium stuff in the store. This is for strictly for Battle Pass stuff. This is strictly for uh, settings, you know, and stuff like that. I, why, 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 why? Just keep you it know why. intuitive. Yeah, uh, we all know <laughs> I, why. I know why. I yeah. know why, yeah. But it clutters the screen, and it's, it's, a, it's just a pain. And it, it, quite frankly, it overwhelms me. When there's, like, ten different menus, they all have some different thing to claim. Like, oh, you know, you, you know, participate in three matches. Okay, now I have to redeem things from four separate tabs, you know, because that was, like, the request. That was, like, a quest for, you know, that was your daily, but that was also your weekly. But then that was also your, you know, your your monthly quest. But then that was also your, you know anniversary quest you know then that was also the event quest it's like oh my god stop just yeah i don't know it drives me crazy when screens and stuff are 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 cluttered like that but um but yeah anyways without going too much into it it's 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 a fantastic game uh so far it feels like overwatch so if you love overwatch you're gonna love overwatch too um but yeah hopefully now that it's free to play more people will spend more time into it and spend more time with it and get into it more um but I'm also worried that because it will be free to play, you know, you're going to have these people that are, well, just with any free to play, because anybody, anyone and everyone can play it because there's not a paywall. Right. People aren't going to be as cautious with the things that they say and the things that they do. You're probably going to have a lot of griefers. You're going to have a lot of people saying ridiculous things in the chat and they don't care if they get banned because then they'll just make another account. It's free. Right. It costs them nothing, you know? So I like having those paywalls. I guess it's nice having, you know, being free, but at the same time, I'd rather it just be a one-and-done purchase. Like Overwatch has always been the only, you know, sort of microtransaction they have, again, is those loot boxes, you know, um, and they don't feel predatory at all because they're just there in the corner. Um, otherwise, you can get everything that you're getting through events with the coins that you get through those loot boxes, which are given out um, uh, pretty you know, graciously, and uh, yeah. So, yeah. but we'll we'll see we'll see what happens uh, in in October. But uh, but yeah, that's, that's what I'm yeah. playing Overwatch Two beta. Uh, in addition to that, um, a smaller game, much smaller game. Um, I, I played a little game called The Long Return uh, on my Switch. 
Uh, I was in the mood for just a short, relaxing walking simulator or a puzzle game, and this was pretty much both. Um, you play as this little cub, and you go on this journey, basically, and uh, you go through a couple of levels, and it's heavily puzzle-based. At first, I didn't know what was going on, because you don't do puzzles out in the world, per se. You walk up to these sort of, like, totems, and once you interact with them, it puts you in this little puzzle screen, and then you can sort of just move tiles and stuff until your little light ball goes to what's considered the exit, and then that's considered completing the level. Sounds like half of uh, The Witness, where you have like just the yeah. like, puzzle stations part of The Witness, yeah. kind of like that. Yeah, yeah, that's actually that's actually a good comparison. Yeah, yeah, pretty much like that, except not nearly as good. <laughs> well, sure, <laughs> yeah, because the, the long return, honestly, I don't want to say it was bad because I beat it, and clearly I enjoyed it enough to see it all the way through. You know, um, but man, it's it's an indie game. <laughs> you know, it's an indie game because it is. First of all, it's cheap. I got it for maybe ninety nine cents or two dollars on the eShop forever ago, and uh, uh, it might have even be been been free because you know sometimes they do those sort of promotions where you know if you own this game, you get this one for free. You know, for some of the publishers. Um, but yeah, you just play this cub. You play this cub, and you just uh, do these puzzles, and you go through it, and uh, but the physics are ridiculous it's super buggy i mean i went through i actually went off the map um because there's this weird thing you can do where if you jump and land almost diagonally like let's just say your head is faced forward and but you're on a slope for some reason you go up that slope <laughs> rather than down and uh, so I was literally traversing mountains because I was doing this and just seeing the entirety of the level, which, I mean, I love breaking games. I do this on purpose. You know, most people would probably just wouldn't do this, but I, I know I love, you know, whenever I play any game, if I feel like there's an area that I can clip through, I'm going to try clipping through it. I don't know why. I just find it fascinating. It's cool because in a weird way, you kind of get the sort of behind the scenes, right, of the game. So uh, by breaking it in a weird sense, but uh, but yeah, I was doing that, and yeah, there was I, I reached the edge of the map. I, I took a video and I even posted it on Twitter, and yeah, I reached the edge of the map, and then I jumped off of it, and then I just fell. In, <laughs> it was just an infinite fall, <laughs> you know, into nothingness. Uh, but thankfully, there was a reset button, so I reset and respawned. Um, uh, back back to where I needed to be, but uh, but yeah, it's not a long game. You just kind of go through it. You do these puzzles. Um, it can get boring after a while, but you know if you need like a nice little short little puzzle slash walking simulator, it's cute. It's fine. Um, but you know it it, uh, it there's definitely better games out there uh, uh, for sure. Um, but you know it scratched the itch. You know and uh, you know I, I can't complain. It was cheap. You know and you can find it on sale all the time on the eShop. So, you know, if you see it for $0.99 cents for $2, I would not pay more than that. And, you know, you're in the mood for a short little, small little puzzle game slash walking simulator, eh, try it out. You know, it's yeah. it's it's not bad. The environments are nice, too. You go through this little mountainous, snowy area, and then you go through, a, you know, a, a, an area that has a lot of scenery, like a lot of greenery and stuff like that. Then you get more that's more, one that's more rocky. Then you get one that's more foresty. And, yeah, that's it. Two to three hours and you're done. I mean, it's, it's not... 
Yeah, it's not long at all. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, the game's broken, and it's admittedly <laughs> it could have been better. But uh, but you know, again, for the price that I paid, I'm I'm not complaining. It's it's whatever. Right. <laughs> you know. Uh, but uh, but yeah, after that, um, another indie game, but one that was very good, uh, called Worse Than Than Death. Uh, this is made by uh, a Soul developer whose name is Benjamin Rivers, and uh, he also made. Two other games that I loved, and I played them on Vita. I platinumed them on Vita. One is called Alone With You, a sci-fi romance adventure, they called it. Um, and the other one is called Home. Home, much like this, Worse Than Death, is a, uh, is a horror game. And that one was pretty scary, actually, for being something that's mainly pixel art. Um, but Alone With You felt more desolate, and you felt like you were stranded because you were on this space station that there was no one there i mean it was but you were finding notes and stuff and the story the story was sort of being told through these notes and the files that you would find and stuff like that and you went through all of this as you would expect a very uh you know spacey environment um and it was really really cool it was really cool and and and, and it sort of tugs on the heartstrings a little bit by the end actually um but but I, I've been a big fan of this guy for a long time. I didn't realize this was his game until after I bought it uh, because I, I noticed on the publisher page on the eShop, I was like, that dude's name sounds familiar. And then I, you know, when I looked it up, I was like, oh, that's right. He did all these other games that I absolutely loved, and I platinum both of them as well. So, uh, yeah, it was on sale for, for 2 bucks, and normally it's $10. And, uh, yeah, I, it was maybe a solid four hours. And had a great time with it. it. It was scary. It was honestly scary. I mean, it, it's he has a good taste in what makes horror work without being too cheesy or feeling like it's trying too hard, right? Uh, the atmosphere definitely takes precedent over everything else. Um, but then when the, not necessarily jump scares, but when the bigger, more spontaneous moments happen, they're more impactful. And he made every single one of those moments count in Worse, worse Than Death. And, uh, yeah, it's got a cool little story where you just play as this, you know, this uh, this girl. Her name is, I already forgot her name, Lydia, something like that. And uh, you go uh, with your friend to a high school reunion party. And you go meet everyone at the high school reunion, and uh, your friend, his name is Flynn, I believe, he's like, yeah, I'm going to go uh, out for a bit. You're like, okay. And then, so you feel like you need to go to the bathroom or something, or you want to just go upstairs just to kind of take a look. You're like, oh, I haven't been here in years. Uh, so you kind of take a look around, but then when you come back down, you start hearing all these noises, and everyone's kind of just gone, right? Uh, everything turns very dark, and there's just a monster sort of uh, uh, perusing almost Resident Evil 2 style because it's just one monster the whole time. So, uh, but this monster is just kind of perusing the hallways. And so you got to hide and you got to figure out puzzles this way as well. And you go through a couple different environments, but it all sort of ties back together at the high school. And uh, yeah, it's just a really cool, cool story. The atmosphere is great. The pixel art was fantastic. The puzzles were, were pretty good for the most part. Some pissed me off. Some were like this doesn't make any sense at all but 90 percent of them i would say were pretty pretty solid and very clever as well there was only one that i had to look up because i was like you know i don't know what's happening here where do you find the answer for this uh the station wagon into the refrigerator duh come on 
Uh, yeah. It's logical. <laughs> <laughs> there was there were some weird ones like that too. Even things where you thought you had the answer for. Like there was one where uh, there was a note next to this padlocked fence, and the padlock had symbols on it, and it was like the note had basically said, um, you know, our love told in chapters, something like that. And then, uh, but you can't go through it. You don't know what to do with this at the moment. Then as you're going through what eventually turns into a graveyard, you go into these, I don't want to call it a tomb, but this sort of, I guess more of a crypt, really. You walk into a crypt, and these coffins have symbols on them. And they're set in a certain order of like, oh, you know, this is when we first met. This is our first date. This is when we married. This is, you know, when we died or whatever. This is when we had kids, whatever. So, and you just kind of put them in order. And I was under the impression that you just, again, as the note said, more or less, it's the order of the love of our lives or something like that. So it made sense to me. I was just like, oh, okay, so this, this, okay. So basically the first symbol, the fourth symbol, the third symbol, the fifth symbol, and then the second symbol. Okay, cool. I put it in that order. Wasn't unlocking. Huh? Okay. All right, let me try again. And I was like, okay, well, maybe maybe it's done this way. Maybe maybe if they word it this way, maybe it works this way. Did it that way. No. And I was like, well, okay, well, then there's no other way that really makes sense. I looked it up, and and the actual answer, I was like, what? This person must have been dyslexic or something because I, this is not the order. <laughs> that, like, what what was going on here? This was not the order of the chapter of your love of your lives or something. I, I didn't know what was happening. It was just like, and then two of them had the same symbol. I was like, wait a second. Secretly, not... you have to put it in the Tarantino movie order, and it just didn't tell you. That. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> or like some like Legend of Zelda timeline, some like nonsense yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but I was like, whatever, whatever. If that's the answer, that's the answer. Sure, we'll roll with it. Uh, because, you know, coming up with the answer seemed logical to me. But apparently the answer wasn't wasn't it. And I was like, all right, whatever. I don't know what chapters you're talking about. I don't know. I don't know what book you're reading, <laughs> you know, but yeah, it's not this book. So, uh, but yeah, anyways, uh, Worse Than Death is a fantastic game. If you haven't played any of Benjamin Rivers' games, play them all, please. Home is fantastic, Alone With You is fantastic, and Worse Than Death is fantastic. They're all relatively short, too. Great bite-sized indie games with a lot of polish and a lot of quality as well. The stories are great, and uh, really unique settings that uh, that uh, don't feel cliche at all. Like He's very good at making the familiar still feel fresh. So... Uh, but uh, but yeah. Um, in addition to that, speaking of puzzles, since you know, everything's been so heavily puzzle based, uh, I played Relicta. Um, I actually owned this game on Steam for a while now, and I kept installing it and reinstalling it. And uh, but it, it finally became. It was free with gold, I think, either last month or the month before. It's right now. It's free right now. Oh, it's right know. now. Yeah, oh, okay. It's right now. Yeah. Gotcha. So. Because I didn't I, uh, realize it, and I, this morning I was like, oh, I haven't got my gold games yet. And then I, I clicked yeah, and I went, oh, wait, that's one that Dennis put in the show notes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it'd been on my radar for a bit. I've owned it for a while, you know. And like I said, I've, I've installed it, then uninstalled it, then reinstalled it on Steam. Because I was always, you know, like, oh, maybe now I can finally play that. I'm in a puzzle mood. I'll play that. I'll play that. I'll play that. But then I just never get around to it. But finally, I sat down and I was like, no, I'm playing this. Um 
I uninstalled it again. <laughs> I, uh, I I uninstalled it again. Now, for starters, it, it, let me just say, it's not a bad game. It's just very tedious, and for how long it is, which is longer than it had any right to be, I thought it was going to be a two-hour game, something like that. Nah, man, this game just keeps going. And it did not need to, because this game is tedious, where you just go around picking up blocks and putting them in the right place. And it doesn't sound difficult, but the problem, the tedious part comes from getting them through these barriers, because you can do three things with these blocks. You can make them red, you can make them blue, and you can make them levitate. Now, the red and blue, respectively, are basically negative and positive, right? Uh, like uh, like um, uh, uh, magnetism, right? Mm -hmm. So let's just say you have two reds or two blues together. They're going to repel from each other, right? But if you have uh, two blocks, one's a red, one's a blue, they're going to smash into each other because, you know, it, you know that's, that's just how that works. So, um, but... Yeah, and then there's there's the levitating function as well. Now you can use these to move the blocks around, whether you're standing on them or just trying to, uh, you know, repel them from each other so they go separate directions in the directions that you need them to because there's other blocks there. And then you pick them up and set them there because you can't jump very high, so you need to do things like these to to make sure they travel to where where they need to go to. And it's just a lot of this back and forth nonsense that I just hate in. Uh, games and really just real life in general you know I'm, 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 I'm a straightforward kind of guy i just like take me from a to b to c to d you know it, the only time i like back forth stuff is metroidvanias because at least in metroidvanias when you're going back you're still making progress because right. if you were trying to do that to begin with you wouldn't have been able to anyways because you can't access that area yet <laughs> you know so with metroidvanias you get a new sort of uh, uh, ability or a key or something to finally unlock a door or a pathway, whatever, and then you can finally go that way, even though it was in the beginning of the game, you're still making progress. So I don't mind back forth in something like Metroidvanias, because the design is really, really well done. But it, generally speaking, it, it's, it, it gives me a headache, you know? Why can't we just go from A to B to C and just do it that way? Uh, not the case here. So, unfortunately, uh, it just wasn't for me. And I, I just, after a while, I just had to install it. I, I, I tried to give it a chance. Um, and it was, it was good, you know, for, for, you know, the beginning portions of it. But as they added more and more, it's like, dude, I've spent 45 minutes on this level. And not because it's difficult, but because we're literally having to move so many things. Like, I just want to, I'm, I'm tired of looking at these blocks. The, the video <laughs> to me looks like a, it looks like it should have been a VR game. Yeah, I think it would have been better as a as a VR game, honestly. Um, but even so, well, actually, no, it would have definitely been better as a VR game because at least you know you can you feel like you're doing more with the picking up and the placing because that's really all it is. Just pick yeah. up a block, place it here. And it's that weird I'm walking like this with my arms out in front of me. You know, <laughs> it's like <laughs> what you don't walk like that. Uh, yeah, it's one of those Frankenstein. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a mess honestly. Um but you know, and and it 
could have been better. It could have been good, but it was just too much of. It felt too repetitive. Now the environments were really cool. Like the parts that really struck me the most, and I wish they utilized them more or spent more time with them, were the actual story portions in between puzzles, mm-hmm. because in between going from snowy areas to more luscious areas, you're in the space station. Everything that happened in the space station was super interesting. Um, and I would have loved to have seen more than that, but you're only ever in there for a short period of time before you go back out and have to do 100 more puzzles that are just the same thing over and over again, and it just became annoying. It just wasn't rewarding. It wasn't engaging enough. And, uh, yeah, so unfortunately I just had to uninstall it and, you know, I just had to admit to myself, even though I wanted to beat it, I wanted to keep playing it, but I was like, man, I just, I'm sorry, I'm just not having fun. Another you know? great free um, Games for Gold game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But oh well. But you know, but it was it was fine for you know what I did play. But uh, you know, more power to the people who do enjoy it and right. did end up beating it. But um, you know, I, there's much better puzzle games out there that uh, are well worth your time over this. So, uh, but uh, but yeah, and then lastly, um, Azura Striker Gunvolt Three been playing that on the Switch, and I love uh, it is love those games. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, you know, if for anyone who loves Mega Man, it's, you know, its production is overseen by Keiji Inafune, the creator of Mega Man. And uh, so those games very much feel similar to them, but definitely a lot more modern and a lot more polished. Um, and they emphasize more with the action than Mega Man does. Um, because there's stuff happening everywhere. It's almost, in a weird way, almost like half bullet hell, too, because of just the amount yeah. of stuff yeah, that's happening all over the screen. Yeah. The first one. yeah. It gets frenetic. So, uh, but man, Azure Striker Gunvolt Three for anyone who has any sort of familiarity or history with that series, including the spinoffs like Luminous Gunvolt and Mighty Gunvolt and things like that, this is because I've played a few of them. This is arguably, I think, their best yet. I mean, and not just because it's the new one, but just everything that they everything that they've done in terms of approachability and uh, into just the intuitive nature of it and everything just simply makes sense in this game. And uh, yeah, the level designs are fantastic. The balancing is really, really good. It never feels too hard, never feels too easy. It feels just right. And it gives you a lot of chances too. Uh, I like the idea that you can upgrade your character and uh, who you play as Karen this time around. You usually play as Gunvolt in the other ones. Um, but uh, but yeah, this time you play as a new character. Her name is Karen. Uh, Gunvolt's still there. You're, he's, he's still technically playable, um, but he's more of like a side character. So you have mm-hmm. to build up a certain gauge first, up to 100%. Then you press ZR, I think, and then you can shift uh, into, into him, and he's very, very powerful. And there's story reasons for that. Um, you know, they didn't just make him not playable um, or somewhat playable because of like, oh, well, let's just have a new character. You know, we want to revolutionize everything. Like, story-wise, it makes it makes sense. So, uh, but yeah, even the new character, she's she's great. She plays very different from Gunvolt, though. So don't expect you know to do to be as spammy as you were with you know with with Gunvolt. You definitely have to be a little more. Sh- I don't want to say strategic, but just a little more aware with uh, with Karen, because uh, she mainly throws out these seals, these sort of cards, almost like a, almost like Gambit from X Men, you know, <laughs> and like uh, you know these cards or whatever. And but that doesn't do damage itself. You do have a sword that does a lot of damage, but the more seals or the more cards, whatever that you put on an enemy or on a surface, whatever, the more damage that will be done 
when you do slash with your sword. Um, so it's almost like a combo builder. You know, you just so you can just you know unload on somebody, put all five, six, however many of your seals on there. They do grow over time, and then just pretty much you know just unleash hell basically just do crazy amounts of damage and there's so many special moves that each character has you can uh change them as well depending on uh your um attachments because it has a weird sort of gotcha system also mm-hmm. uh where you can just collect these various emblems and characters uh from level to level and you can attach them um as allies sort of and uh they work as sort of passives or buffs and uh, and yeah, you can utilize their special abilities too. So not only do you have your own special ability, but you can press like right trigger and then up to initiate, you know, some other. Uh, they call them adepts. Some other adepts, you know, special ability and stuff like that. Powerful, powerful moves. I usually save them for once you reach the end of the level and fight the boss. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, that that way I can just, you know, just un- unleash massive damage on them. But uh, but yeah, no, I mean the levels are fantastic. It's fully voiced uh, in English anyways, which is the first time they've done that for the series. And yeah, you can just tell the production quality has gone up tenfold with this one, and they've really knocked it out of the park. It's the best Gunvolt game yet. And uh, yeah, great story, great art, great level design. I mean, I I can't say enough great things about it. It is a fantastic action platformer. And uh, yeah, and if you're a fan of the series in general, even if you've never gotten into it, you can still jump into this, no problem, without having any prior history. But if you're a fan of the series and do have history, oh man, you're gonna you're gonna fall in love with this. It's 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 great. Yeah, I yeah. love that series. It is really good. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, that's everything I've been playing. Cool, uh, Nathaniel, you've been playing a couple that I've been interested in. One I even forgot I had. I for- totally forgot I had the four- <laughs> the Hot Wheels DLC. Yeah, we'll start there. with. Forza Horizon 5 Hot Wheels, which I was dumb, thinking, oh, hey, they'll just update the game since people have to see cars and stuff, forgetting that it's like a whole other map and stuff. So (laughs) I went in there. They have the thing. You can go to Hot Wheels. It plays the trailer. It's like, go install it or go buy it in the store. I'm like, okay, whoops. Okay, I got to go download something else. (laughs) I'll be back in like 30 minutes. (laughs) I don't. I don't remember how many gigs. It was, uh, it's almost it twelve because I downloaded it this afternoon. It was. It was like eleven point okay. two eight or yeah. something like that. That's 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 big for an expansion like yeah, that. Yeah, it is. That's it's pretty big. big. I, I mean, bigger yeah, than a lot of other games. Pretty, just pretty decent sized uh, new map, and you know all of the like new voiceover and all the stuff that goes with it. So it does it feel different me. from Horizon Three? Because I was kind of upset when they announced. I did it, not play like... Horizon Three Hot Wheels, so oh, okay. I can't compare it. So I don't know. Okay. Because I was like, oh, man, this is like they're doing this again. Like, I mean, I'm sure I'm sure they've made it feel different. But I was like, ah, I was kind of hoping for something really just kind of like, whoa, like we're going to the moon. <laughs> you know, like, something like that. So what it is, is it's apparently it's kind of supposedly like this big old island that's in the air above Mexico. And you're like going to Hot Wheels Park or whatever they call it. And then you okay. go around on all the tracks and. Like, hey, look, we, you have to go get all these cool collectibles and things here that you did on the Mexico map. Like, you can smash some XP signs, and they have, like, these new balloons you can get that you have to go off some of the jumps to hit them or go off the sides of a track to hit these balloons to smash them. But then there's all, like, the regular, like, you know, races and types of stuff that you unlock slowly. And they have a progression system. You start with, like, B, so you can only drive... Uh, B level cars and then once you like do all the different things to like rank that up you can go now you can do A events and you can drive A level cars on the map 
etc. and so forth. I made it up to, I just unlocked the S1 is as far as I've gotten. So I've done quite a few different things on here. I played maybe, I don't know, two, three hours or so of it. I put tons of time. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's, it's not bad. Like it, It's kind of set up where there's different zones. And so you have kind of like the snowy, icy zone. You have kind of like a jungly zone with waterfalls and stuff. And you have one that's more kind of like desert mesa type environment. And they're all in kind of like separate pieces and then as you you go off kind of some of the tracks are bridges in between and it's just like nothing <laughs> you, you, you would fall however many hundreds of feet this is supposed to be up in the air but you're driving on different tracks and they do loop-de-loops and you have magnet tracks and things you have uh some like log flume watery type uh tracks you have fans that make you go faster uh boost track thingies and some places will make you go faster just different hot wheelsy type things yeah looks cool um i totally the forgot story mission was. things or whatever where it's like telling you the history of hot wheels is a bunch of baloney oh. <laughs> like the first one kind of has a little bit of like oh hey so and so you know created hot wheels back in the day but then it's like every event after that is like Hey, this year they brought out this, you know, you know, Hot Wheels set and these collector cars, and it was super cool, right? And it's like, care. no, like I'm not listening to you. I'm just driving this event. <laughs> I was like, after the like the first one was okay. I was like, yeah, it was fine. And then after that, I was just like, you're not telling me anything interesting here. They're not like because they did the same with kind of the uh, Volkswagen stuff, uh, Beetle stuff, or whatever in the main game, yeah. and that stuff was actually more interesting. Or is this it's just like, yo, Hot Wheels sponsored us. Did you know about these versions? Yeah. <laughs> Selling it's like a 1980s yeah, that cartoon. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that sounds to me like it was. it's just a really elaborate, uh, elaborate like, just promotional material, basically, for, like, yeah, or just marketing for the stuff that came out this year, basically. A little bit, but it's more like historically, like, in, you know, in 1980-something, the so-and-so line came out, but it was, you know, highly sought after by collectors because it was rare, whatever. Like, I didn't, yeah. I just, in one ear, out the other, I was just more like, oh, this is a cool route you're making me drive, I'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> While you're talking at me and I'm not paying attention. Yeah, that's awesome. But then there's I, all, I, like, I... just other different, you know, races that you're doing and then, like, the exploration type stuff that they have in there. There's quite a bit to it. But it's all very much like you start with a bone shaker, uh, hot wheel car, and then you unlock some other hot wheel theme cars. But like you can drive any car that you have in your collection up there as long as you've unlocked that level. Uh, so if you're, you know, if you've unlocked up to S1, I could drive up to S1 rank cars now on that map because they kind of, I think they probably start you on like the slower ones. Yeah. Well, for two reasons one, just because it's like all the loop de loop stuff to keep you used to it start out a little bit slower but then also giving a progression system for you to kind of work through things also makes sense to kind of guide you to all the different things because within one of those menus it's like okay complete all the rank a races and go get these collectibles that you unlocked and go do these you know uh danger signs and speed zones that we unlocked for the you know a level cars whatever that's kind of how each one and whenever you complete one of those things you get sort of like xp towards the next uh, unlocking the next tier so i like that it's structured it's a little more structured than what like just the main game is where it's just like hey here's a bunch of stuff cool go do it (laughs) 
you have the whole menu of all the different things and you can like, hey, go do this thing and this thing and some of them will unlock cars or, you know, collectibles and some won't, but it's like, okay, it's just a big menu that you can fill. Or it's this one. It's structured a little bit more like, okay, you're progressing forward and getting more and more, you know, speedy as you go. Right. So yeah, it was just fun. I probably wouldn't have bought it, but since I had it from buying the whatever deluxe upgrade thing, whatever it's called, way back at launch, so I could play it on the uh, week early or whatever it was, then it's like this is included in it. So I was right. like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll try it out. Why not? Yeah. End up playing it a little longer than I thought I was going to at first. So yeah, it's fun. Yeah. I just wish they'd done a little bit more tongue-in-cheek silliness. Because it's very much just like, hey, we have human-sized cars up here in this giant track in the sky. I wish they had done something where it's like either everybody went through a shrink ray gun and now you're on a real Hot Wheels track or they're just like controlling them remotely somehow. <laughs> like, like, oh, man, we got these special ones where you can steer it still. Like, whatever dumb story can see. But if instead of the environment is like, hey, this just looks like cool jungle and all these things at normal scale what if it was you're like running through a living room and you're going through past like something that looks like a giant sofa because yeah. you're like hot wheels size that would be cool maybe the next time they do get uh, sponsored by the, hot wheels and another two games will do that <laughs> have the hot wheels thing i remember it was it had a crank on the top of it and you put the car you you turned the crank and it had a make the thing spin on the inside to go vroom, 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 and you throw the car in it and launch it out maybe they have a big hand of god come down and twist that thing and then throw your car into it and shoot you <laughs> out <laughs> or do the crisscross crash i remember that yeah. one that was good too. i mean it's not set like the just the conceit of the horizon games like you can't really have a festival or like you could i guess it'd be like hey we set up all these hot wheels tracks that you yeah. can control remotely and it just happens to be when you're playing the game you could they could totally do that if they wanted to it's just hmm. not what they're doing it's like what if they just did a standalone hot wheels game but put all the forts of technology behind it they probably wouldn't want to spend that much money on it. They've got other studios yeah. doing the standalone Hot Wheels <laughs> games. <laughs> okay, I was going to say, I knew they did something with Hot Wheels in 4, but that was just the cars, was all that was. was the download pack for the cars. Oh, was that 4 or 3? Well, no. Four. Oh, 3 and the Hot pack. Wheels pack, but then they probably just like, okay. hey, we've got these left over, we'll put them in 4 and get some money from it. Yeah, okay. I, I couldn't remember if they actually had like the tracks and stuff or not. It was just the cars in 4. So that's I forget what the expansions for four were now. Yeah, it was I like remember either. It's been oh a... man, I didn't actually play them, so it's kind of like I remember. Yeah, I, I didn't play them either. It. So yeah. I just played the main game. I remember there was something four. Hot Wheels with it. I just couldn't remember what it was, so I had to look it up real quick. So in four, but yeah, I mean, this is just like it's still Forza Horizon Five, yeah. so it drives you know like that, and it's really really fun. It's just you're on. Crazy big orange and blue tracks in the sky. Sure. Hey, why not? Oh, you're on an ice track now, so you're slipping and sliding everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> sure, why not? My favorite so far, though, has been the race that was basically a log flume where you're starting at the top and you go, and there's some sections of track that have, like, kind of the middle is water and then the outside edges don't. But if you stay in the water, you're just, like, going really fast and you kind of, like, yeah. have to drift almost a little bit to go around corners or, you know, if you want to do it well, you can. It's just really fun. Yeah, Plus the so car they give you to drive for that one is really goofy looking. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a really long car that happens to have like two surfboards in the middle of it. Yeah. So you have like the engine compartment and it's almost like, um, 
not this exactly the same shape, but kind of like a hot the hot dog mobile, like Oscar Mayer oh, okay, mobile, yeah. sort of sim- that kind of a shape vehicle. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's meant to look like a log flume when you're doing that race. Like... Makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> not quite, but close enough. Yeah. So yeah, that's fun. If you like Forza Horizon Five and the Hot Wheels stuff, if you want another map to go running around and doing stuff on, that's what this is. So. Yeah. Cool. It's not like it's something super surprising or inventive, but it's right. still fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I also played, uh, I've played the first two chapters of As Dusk Falls. Okay. I'm which is on Game Pass. In this game, yeah. I've I downloaded it. In that. I, I, yeah, I installed it as well. It's a game that, like, I get why the reaction to it in trailers wasn't so great, because it's just, it doesn't present well that way, but playing it is fine. It's very much a choose-your-own-adventure story. Mm-hmm. But unlike, say, uh, Telltale games or anything else like that where you still have kind of a traditional gameplay kind of component where you're actually walking a character around and stuff, this is not it. It's a lot more... It's kind of like halfway between kind of like a Telltale game and then kind of a game where it's like the live-action footage stuff that, like you're picking different paths and stuff. It's kind of halfway in between those. Oh, okay, I got you, yeah. Because I think they probably, like, shot a lot of this stuff because it looks like they did camera shots, and I haven't looked in behind the scenes, so maybe this is exactly what they did or maybe not. But it looks like they took actual, like, maybe not video, but at the very least they took stills of real people and actors doing stuff and then did illustrations of it. Because it'll be like... Here's like uh you know one thing and then as the scene progresses you'll kind of like crossfade over into another one or you know things will move slightly but it's very much an illustrated look to it just but very realistic illustrated. Yeah, it's there was take. Yeah, there was something that I saw it was like they took pictures and then they they put them in the computer and it made it look like they were painted and but they're all like pictures of the actual actors or something like that. I'm not I'm yeah, it seems like they sure. could do that where you you, know, you do kind of like the painting filter or whatever, yeah. watercolor filter in Photoshop, something kind of like that. But it looks better than just like doing it straight up that yeah. way. They certainly had to clean up some stuff. And there's animations in there minimally or like sometimes for big moments, like say a car swerves off the road that you'll actually kind of have like a thing that sort of moves a bit for, you know, a little bit. But it's very, very stylized and it's very much like it looks kind of like an animated comic book, almost like what you would see for when they do kind of that style thing. It's sort of that style, just like very, you know, realistic in the illustration. It's not super stylized or anything. It's very much like, nope, this is exactly what you would see if your eyeballs saw illustrations instead of real life texture. It's just like no exaggerated proportions or cartoony characters yeah. or anything like that. It's very much. And. For good reason, because it's a very serious story they're telling. It's not fun per se, in that like, yeah. <laughs> hey, we're we're space marines going to kill some aliens or something. It's not that kind of story. It's very much they even have a warning at the beginning talking about this deals with you know serious topics like mental health and suicide, and I forget there's like four or five of them oh, wow. that they yeah. list at the very beginning, kind of a content warning. Nothing that I've seen so far has been too bad. Like family conflict was another one. Yeah. So you have two characters that I've controlled so far, and I don't know if one of them was just like you did it a one-off in the intro or not, because it's almost like you have two different groups of characters, 
And so in the intro, you're playing one from each group, sort of, and then sort of halfway through chapter one, those two groups come together and collide in bad ways. I'm trying to be vague, because it's very much just like, this is a story game, so if you know the story, it might ruin some of it. Right. But the way they do choices and stuff and then show you at the end is really cool. So you have basically a flow chart that you see at the end where you see like, okay, the big things that aren't really a choice, but like big moments or whatever, kind of like an icon. So you see kind of like a screenshot from that, but then it'll flow off and then it might have two branches from that and you t- it'll highlight the one that you actually took and it'll, you know, so basically anything you've done is either is in color or and you have like the screenshots, but then you still have all the blank ones that you can see. So you can be like, oh, OK, if I'd done this, there's this whole other branch of decisions that I didn't get to see because I took this path and I did good at this or whatever. So it's very interesting. And I'll, I don't know, I probably play through it at least twice just to kind of see what happens, because there's a lot of stuff where, oh, I had the good result here or just a specific result. And so it went straight on to this other part of the story. But if I'd had the other thing that would gone on on this branch down here, it split off in a bunch of other things and then met up where I eventually got to anyway. So it's just the way that the story is told looks like there's several variations in there that could be really cool. Well, the the co-op interests me too, where it's like eight player co-op. It's mm, Yeah, because you can either play with a controller or your phone. Yeah. I haven't tried the phone, but you can do either one. So it seems kind of like... Uh, a few other games have tried doing that, so it yeah. seems very much probably like we you're like voting on or something. I don't yeah, know since yeah, I haven't I tried either. it out. But... Yeah, and there's like I know there's a, a Twitch element to it too that you if yeah. you stream it you can your Twitch you know, yeah chat they have like streamer stuff. mode that you can yeah. do so it'll like mute music that you wouldn't want to stream, but you could choose to either play it as like by yourself or co-op mode yeah. when you're starting the yeah, chapters you and stuff. So the, the, your audience have vote and stuff, which is kind of cool. So yeah, I, I've, I've yeah, like the characters there. are really cool. The story that is telling is like well told so far. And it's like kind of setting up an, like an interesting, you know, some interesting conflicts, a little bit of a mystery in there of like what exactly is going on. And you're like learning a few things here and there and, Things different things will happen based on like what you choose to do, or even they do have some um, quick time events in there. Yeah. So like, hey, swipe up to do this thing. It doesn't happen super often, and they have accessibility controls, so you could turn that stuff. Either I don't remember if you could turn it all the way off for quick time events, but you can definitely change. You can choose which type it only does. Mm-hmm. And you can have it like get rid of all like rapid button press ones. You can have it to be do only hold button ones. You know that kind of stuff. You can tweak yeah. it a little bit in there. You can extend the time that time the timer goes to be like it's always twenty seconds or whatever. That's good if you're 20. if you're doing yeah. one of those plays over like streaming it and well, you know over uh, streaming it might even be XCloud, you know different because if yeah. you're streaming it your stream if they are interacting with it there's going to be a delay of. Yeah however long from that so i don't know if that mode works different i just know from the single player yeah, yeah. well plus you know being able to adjust the quick time events and stuff if you're playing it on x cloud you know you can adjust for lag and stuff like that too which you know this is always nice so. yeah. yeah i mean the quick time events are not difficult at all because they have at least all the ones I've seen so far is basically like a circle icon on the screen. Mm. And then the timer is like a green outline oh, okay, around that. That's slowly you. going around mm-hmm. So you got and it. running out. 
So that's when you have like a timer. And sometimes you'll have two or three in a row. Sometimes there'll just be one thing. It's not like press A, press B, press C. (laughs) No, no. It's always believe just the A button and then the control stick if you're doing like a direction thing. I don't think you do multiple different buttons. As far as so it's, it's probably because for the phone, it would either be swipe a direction or just tap your screen right, is what I'm yeah. assuming it would be. Yeah. So they couldn't do multiple buttons without it being crazy for phones. Right. It's on my list. It's downloaded on my system. It will be played. Yeah, it's worth my just be aware that yeah, there's some serious stuff in there. So it's not like too crazy yet, but I could see where like because of where the story's going, by the time I get more than two chapters in, there who knows, it could go any number right, of directions. Yeah. It could be intense. Yeah. <laughs> True. It's it's not a happy-go-lucky, cool adventure story. It's very much like, hey, serious drama. There's like you yeah. know, hostage situation here, or this or that. So it's like you could see how like, okay, well, depending on what choices I make or if I do poorly, it might go poorly for me. And who knows? Yeah. I have no idea if characters can die or not. I have no idea. I haven't really looked into it. Other just played the first two chapters yeah. and enjoyed it. Yeah, cool. Um, I'm. It's on my list to play, so I've downloaded it, so just need to boot Yeah, if you like that, the choose-your-own-adventure-style kind of narrative story-type games, it's definitely worth trying out, especially yeah. if you have Game Pass. Like, yeah, why not? It. If you don't like it, uninstall it. Yeah, done. Much, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So. Uh, I've also put some more time into Elix. I think I'm like 25 hours into that one or something now. Mm. It's very much a big RPG, like I said last time. <laughs> I've met all three of the factions now, and I just joined one today. And I had a big old major choice was made. This will change how the story goes forward. Some kind of message like that on screen. I'm like, yeah, but the problem with Elix is all three factions kind of suck. <laughs> <laughs> and I think they do that on purpose to make it a difficult choice for like, oh man, which one do I want to side with? <laughs> yeah, of course. Because yeah. it's like, okay, so this faction... They hate technology, so if you use any technology in anywhere around them in their kind of city, any random NPC will yell at you for it for like, hey, you shouldn't be using technology or go throw that in the pit or like they have a bunch of different things they'll say. You never actually get in trouble for it because the well, maybe for if you're pulling out like a ray gun or something you would, but if you're the main menu system in that game for where you get your inventory, where you're looking at your quest log, where you're looking at your map is all in some sort of technology implant you have. So it's like an in-game thing that pops up technically, mm. even though it doesn't really look, it's not like dead space or something where it really looks like it's an environment. It's still just like a menu on screen, but technically the characters in world can see you using it. So anytime they're like, Hey man, I want to check this quest or go to another one and see, you know, where it is on my map. They'll yell at you for it, like, hey, you shouldn't be using technology. So it's like, okay, you're annoying. You suck. <laughs> but they're trying to restore the world by, you know, growing these things that will, like, bring nature back. So that's kind of cool. Then there's a faction that's basically a big religious cult, but they have all the technology and the, the cool fancy ray guns and shiny armor. Well, technically, they have all that stuff with red lights on it. Then the bad guys have almost a lot of the same type of stuff with blue lights. <laughs> <laughs> They just they just turned their RGP RGB color selector to the you know red or blue, and then there's another faction that's the outlaw faction that they're basically just like yo let's make profit and we'll like stab anyone in the back and it's just like none of them are great factions that you would ever want to you know really work with right yeah but hey I'll do all your quests and then I'll just like you know not join you at the very last quest if I really want to get all my uh, quest XP from you guys but. 
hey, it's a post-apocalypse kind of a game, so everybody sucks. That's the lesson here in Elix, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, I've got a sword that does okay damage now. You you level up very slowly in that game. I've played 25 hours-ish or so, and I think I'm level 13 and a half. Oh, wow. Yeah, that is slow. And like you get some XP for killing creatures and stuff, but most of your XP is for completing quest lines. Yeah. And like you're like, oh, wow, I just got 500 XP. Then you go look at your bar and you're like, that didn't move very far for 500 <laughs> XP. What is the economy in this game? Uh, of course. wonder what max level is. 20? <laughs> no, no, it's way higher than that. It's just you've got to grind for it. Because you can get some potions that will give you XP or different... Uh, you can get ones that will give you kind of like attribute points, that kind of stuff too, mm. other than just raw XP. So there's other ways to get it. It's just... It's an old school like yeah. European developer uh, RPG where it's like it's gonna take you time to do this. <laughs> you gotta grind it out <laughs> in a different way than you grind it out in a JRPG, but there's still grind here. <laughs> yeah, wow. And hey, if you run against anybody with like uh, super cool laser rifles, don't try and attack them with your sword. It's not gonna go well. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe get some better equipment first, then go back there and try attack them. Yeah. Uh, Who would have thought? Yeah. Really. But no, fun. It's very much just kind of like double IA level kind of indie RPG type thing, which, you know, it's similar to what they've done with their other games. So, yeah, if you played any of the Piranha Bytes games, you kind of know what you're going to get. Yeah. Cool. I'm interested to see once I finish this one and then play Elix 2 how much better it's supposed to be. Because from what I've read, it's supposed to have improved quite a bit. So that'll yeah. be cool. But it'll be a while until I get there because I probably won't want to go play them back-to-back. Right. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Burnout yeah. again. So. <laughs> yeah. All right. But that's pretty much what I've been playing. Cool. All right, Eric. So what have you been playing? I'm up. I actually been, I haven't been playing very much. Only some stuff I bought recently on... Uh, had a big sale on xbox so it's stuff that was on 360 except for uh power wash simulator i played a little bit of that you guys are right that's kind of fun very like it's very cool i, I like watching stuff just like getting on the car so i've only played like maybe half an hour but it's definitely fun yeah i just did the definitely first the things. yeah it's definitely the it game for simulator games right now everybody likes yeah. that power wash simulator i don't know it's probably because it's just like eh, just just easy to play. And yeah, it's laid fun. back. and Yeah, you're just like popping in, play for like 10 minutes or so. You're like, hmm, all right, feeling pretty good. Yeah, the only other two things I've really been playing is uh, I already own this. I already own Double Dragon Neon on PS4, PS3, PS3. But I downloaded it on 360. I haven't played it in like five or six years. I got further than I got what I had on PS3, and I also realized, yeah, that game is tough. Yeah. I would, I much prefer play uh, like a Streets of Rage. Um, for some reason, I don't know. Double Dragon, Double Dragon, the characters move a lot slower, and so that 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 bugs me a lot for a brawler. Yeah. I'm like, I, I need to be quick. So, yeah, I think kind of got stuck. <laughs> Funny, my wife came down. She's like, "What are you playing? Is that Street Fighter?" I was like, "Not Street Fighter." <laughs> nice guess, though. Yeah. Uh, and the, I've been playing uh, Condemned Criminal Origins. I never played the first one. I only ever played the second one. Obviously. Oh, really? Yeah. And I still have it. And I was trying to find it digitally, and you can't buy it digitally. Mm-hmm. I looked on Xbox. A lot of those 360 games you could never buy digitally. Um, yeah. You know, it's like... So I, I'm glad I own a physical copy on PS3, 
or uh, own. I'm glad I own the second one on PS3, but yeah, you can't. Yeah, I know. Not I re- well, it's like I really want a copy of Batman uh, Arkham Origins on 360 because that you can't buy that one digitally. It's backwards compatible on Series X, and it actually has a 4K 60 frames per second boost, but you have to physically have the disc. And now it's like it's getting hard to find because like GameStop just don't yeah. carry, carry them anymore. So. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's something to think about. Anyway, yeah, so I bought the first one, played it for like an hour. It's it's interesting. Mm-hmm. It's not as polished as the second one. No, um, the, the jump scares are, are pretty cheap. Think think of it as like an action an action horror game or action game with horror elements. That's a little, you know, it's FPS, a little bit faster. faster well, and that faster. Condemned was early in the 360. Yeah. I mean, like I want to say like the first year. Well, yeah, because the second one, is, if I remember being more polished. Yeah. The ending of the second one is dumb. But it is it is fun. I, and I had this, like, sudden itch to play the Darkness games again, too. And I don't know why. I really like the Darkness, too. And I, I have no idea why. Those but, games are fun. Yeah, Darkness they are. Darkness 2 great. So much, just so like ah, just like uh, yeah. For some reason, Max Payne three too. I was looking around for that the other day. I was like, I think I have that somewhere. I've got that on Steam and Rockstar, and I think I yeah. even got it on Epic. I, think. I don't know. It's like I beat it before. Might as well go back and play. It. I'm pretty sure I beat the Darkness two at least a couple times. Actually, the first Darkness was the game. I actually, when I bought my PS three, my fi- my sixty gigabyte PS three, it was the game I bought to go with it. Yeah. yeah. That's it. I have not been playing very much. Yeah. Just, you know. I understand. Doing my thing. Doing doing the thing and, and, and work. Work work is Yep, lots work, of work. Work 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 work, oh. work 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 work. Uh I did buy something interesting though. Very yeah. you know, occasionally, you know, I look on Craigslist for video game stuff. There was a Vita T V for fifty bucks. Vita T V. PlayStation TV? You know, oh, TV. the PlayStation TV, yeah, for 50 bucks. Yeah, because I forgot that thing is not only is it 3D, but it it actually had a setting for the PlayStation yep. PS or for PSP, right? Uh, yeah, so it came with an 8-gigabyte card. The guy said, I haven't used it in a long time, and I lost the power adapter. Well, I did a little bit of research, and it will work with PSP power adapter. 100%. Yeah. Fired it up. It has, like, a lower firmware on it, so if I want to hack it. And I played around with it for a little bit, has some games on it, I go, yeah, this is why I didn't like the last one I had. Yeah. Forgot that. It's, it's kind of cumbersome. It's a neat little toy. I got a buddy that might be interested in it, so we'll see. I still have mine. I bought it on I clearance. Couldn't, at, I couldn't say no for that price. No, I bought it. I bought the pack with the controller and one of the Ratchet and Clank games or something for download and for like 20 bucks at Walmart one day. Even though yeah. I already had one, it was like, ah, it's a sealed box. I'm going to buy couple, it. You know, it was... A couple of years ago, I found two within like a month on Craigslist and one came with a 32 gigabyte card. I was very surprised. Yeah. And yeah, I uh, traded them to a friend who wanted them for a project. He gave me a bunch of retro games and that was great because I got to add Dreamcast stuff to my collection. And then, like a year later, he sold both of them because he gave up. He think he hacked one, and he's like, "It's just, it's like, it's just, nah, not what I expected." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Streaming box, man. What do you want? To yeah, do? I'd considered hacking mine several times, but then I'd just take it out of the eh. box and go, "Eh," and I put it back in the box and yeah, put it back on the much. shelf and go, "Isn't that pretty?" <laughs> the, only other, <laughs> the only other interesting thing I got going on is uh, my buddy that recently uh, sold his house and moved. He came over to my house in May, gave me a big tote of stuff, and said, "Sell it for me." Yeah. Well, I'll give you like you know sixty or seventy percent. I said okay, whatever. Full N sixty four game system, uh, big a big storage drawer, uh, just your usual you know 007, Smash Mario Kart, the the good stuff. Controllers are in bad shape, 
And uh, he had a bag of Game Boy stuff too. That was pretty neat. And the other day, he's like, "So, so that stuff's worth like like two hundred bucks, right?" You know, no, yeah, like, yeah. Here's two hundred dollars. I'll just give you. Yeah, I, I I couldn't do it. I couldn't do like, <laughs> Yeah, I was like, "No, dude, we're looking at much more than that." And yeah. I, I was complaining a little bit to him. I was like, "If you had brought this stuff to me a year ago, I could have, I could have got you more." But now, N sixty four, not as many people are interested right now. Game Boy stuff. There's going to Game be Boy stuff's still pretty high. Mm, yeah, there. You know, that was that cop, those copy of the Pokemon games. I'd yeah, say. yeah. Yeah, some guy bought Final Fantasy Adventure from me the other day too. Really wanted it. Yeah. Even brought his, even brought his game bit, and cracked it open in front of me. And, hey, good for him. Yeah, I don't blame yeah, him anymore. Kid, man, it's my friends from you know nineteen ninety two. Yeah, you know. I mean, anymore. That's what I do. Well, I say that's what I do. I cannot tell you the last time I actually. It's been almost a year. I'd say since People I bought. I've seen game. a couple. Yeah, I think like the last time I bought something interesting. It was actually in trade. I think it was a, a guy traded me. I gave him a 360 and a bunch of games. He gave me an N64 with a couple games in a bag. He mm. didn't tell me what games it were. One of them was Paper Mario. And I was like, oh. <laughs> but I was like, oh. He's like, oh, I forgot that's in there. He's like, yeah, I, th- I think it's, I think it's legit. And I didn't, I didn't have my, my screwdriver with me. Yeah. When I got home, no, cracked it open. Yeah, that's what it's supposed to look like. Yeah, the last things I bought are still sitting over here in a box. I haven't even cleaned them yet. Those, those are Atari games and those Sega Master System games that you picked yeah. up for me, that Afterburner and some. And that's been a long time <laughs> ago. Year, yeah, year. it's like I said, it's been like a year. They're still sitting weird, over there in a box, and I have not even cracked them open I, to clean them. That was weird, too, that I bought them from. Like, just, ah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, all of the stuff. And I'm like, all right, man. I, I still like my retro games, but. It's the prices have just gotten so out of control. It's like I don't even care about yeah, yeah, yeah. trying to track them down and flip them and all this and yeah, that. It's, it's kind of like I've kind of gotten yeah. what I've wanted, and I'm kind of like, man, I'm in a good place. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm uh, cleaning out what's left of the GameCube stuff I have. I picked up another Wii U recently too, and it was from a thrift store. That was in okay shape, you know. Consoles beat up a little bit. Gamepad mm. has a little crack in the corner. Eh, disk drives. Crap. That's going to be a project. Yeah. Of course. Of course. It's always something. But, so. All right. That's it for me. Nothing too exciting. All right, cool. We actually have some news this week. Some interesting stories. Um, This is the first time I think I've ever seen hardware actually go up. <laughs> uh, yeah. MetaQuest 2 pricing changes. You know, usually when, I, when a headline says that, usually it means it drops. They're actually raising the price of both of them by $100. And I don't understand why. Um, it's, if you read into it, it's because they we, people asked to get rid of the Facebook requirement. Mm. So when they do that, they raise the price because they can't sell your data. Gotcha. They were subsidizing it a lot, and that's how they could sell it so cheap. So now it's going to be, you know, a little bit higher. But it sounds like, from if you read into it, this is maybe what it should have should be technically for what it actually cost. But because they were subsidizing that with selling all your data, so that you get all sorts selling of all you know data. ads on Facebook. No, it's just more like selling targeted ads, basically. Yeah. And so well, that's how because they would money. get outside money from other companies to advertise to you, then you, they could sell you the hardware because they were there have that other revenue stream. And if they're not going to do that, well, we'll make the hardware cost more. Gotcha. Well, that's interesting. You know, there was a lot of theories out there that they had some insider information that Apple's AR was going to be more expensive. And so Facebook said, well, we're selling ours too cheap. Um, 
it's. I mean, that can be too. I'm sure there's many reasons. I yeah. doubt it's just one. Uh, yeah, but that that makes the the Facebook thing makes more sense to me than any of them. I can see that. To me, though, it sets a dangerous sets a dangerous precedent, especially if people buy it. Because what's going to stop Sony from going? Or, or Microsoft, for that matter. Going, this isn't hey, a precedent. It's not the same thing. You don't think there's so? so much other, there's other tech that goes up. See, graphics cards and components like that type of thing. See, like, that fluctuate more. Yeah, you know, I like guess so. Buying storage drives, anything like that fluctuates a lot. It's just, yeah, I mean, maybe it's somewhat of a precedent. But, like, I'm sure there's phones that have changed prices and other things, too. Like, I, this isn't the first, de- you know, tech device that's ever gone up in price. Well, if you want to get one before the price goes up, you got till tomorrow. So, go, go, go. which is That's the thirty first, because August first they go up everywhere. So it's still, it's I still find it strange. I'm glad I bought my one. I did, you know, even though I don't use it every day. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm still glad I bought it, and I'm still glad I bought it when I did. Yeah. Since you know, I have no interest better. in it. If this helps be, you know, put more uh, competition out there, so where they're it's not just the only one, then that'll be yeah. good. But we'll just see right. how it shakes out over the next few years. Yep. Um, the only VR I'm interested in is way too expensive. <laughs> which is that the Vive? Is that what that? Or the, the Valve the Index, Valve baby. Index, Index, yeah. It ain't cheap, but no, it's cool. No, it is not. Yeah, it is not <laughs> cheap at all. But yet I see it on the top of the charts there every week on Steam. It's like, yeah. man, who's buying that? <laughs> Plenty of people. Man. I guess. I've got you know my computer right, so it's not like I'm investing the extra for a computer as well. If you start from right. scratch, scratch, but yeah, I don't know. I really just need we'll to buy see. a cable. We're gonna have VR coming from our PlayStation again soon enough within the next year or so, probably. And I'm sure there'll be other things, but you know, it's there's a lot of different kind of like tiers you can yeah. choose for where you want to get into uh, VR if you want to do yeah. so. Yeah, I need to get a cable and hook my Quest up to the. PC so I can run some of that Steam some of those Steam Mm -hmm. VR games I just I never have done it Um, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic remake is reportedly on pause indefinitely Um, I I, I don't know if indefinitely is quite the headline I know it's it's a this whole thing it's definitely indefinitely that's what every place I've seen is like Hey, you guys done screwed up real bad. Yeah, and I would like to know what they did. It's it's really weird. My understanding is is they, this game has been in development for three years. They finally set Lucas Arts and 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 Sony down and say we have a playable demo of a slice of the game, and they played it, and then immediately like the principal. Uh, designer and the director got the art director and the design director got were fired and they put the game on hold and it's like well how bad was it i mean (laughs) it's gotta be real bad because if i don't know kotor is not a small game if you're gonna remake it from the ground up that is a big project so them sort of estimating that they were gonna try and get it out by the end of this year was never gonna be realistic even if they put three years in it that's gotta be at least a four or five year yeah. project, depending on what size of your studio you have working on. And I'm not sure how big Aspire is, but I, I don't know. Kotor is a a big project to do. Now it's kind of a slam dunk if you do it well. You've got a built in audience who'll totally play that game. You've got people who played the original who want to do the remake. You got people who never played it who want to play it just because it's Star Wars and hey, cool, you made a right. shiny new version of this thing that I've heard is really good. You'll have plenty of people who play it. If you can actually make it. So you know it had to have been 
not good at all if they're just like, nope, we're pulling the plug. We'll figure it out eventually. I'm sure somebody will probably try and make a KOTOR remake. Maybe they'll just completely scrap it and start over somewhere yeah. else. Who well, knows? I mean, according to the according to the article here at the end, it says uh, Aspire's future involvement in the project remains unclear. Aspire's parent company, Embracer, announced that in May that Saber Interactive would assist with the project, and some Aspire employees believe that Saber may just take over the project completely. So, you know... Who knows? I don't know. The whole thing is strange to me anyway. Why wouldn't... Why would... I don't know what games Aspire has done. They've um, done some ports. They haven't done like okay. uh, and Star Wars things too, from what I understand. I don't remember specifically which ones now just, off the top of my head. But they've done lots of Star Wars stuff, and this is this is kind of like say uh, Blue Point doing all these right. different kind of like remakes hmm. over time, and then like, hey, we want to do our own game or something. Except for this is more like we've done a couple little bit ports, and now we want to do a full on kind of remake version. So it'd be like you know. It's, they hadn't quite got to what Blue Point done yet. Right. This would be their first kind of like Blue Point style full on remake from the ground up kind of a thing. And apparently it did it was not good or something or maybe it was like, Hey, this demo is okay, but we don't like the direction you're going and it took you three years to get here. Uh we gotta do something. Maybe yeah. it was that. Who knows? I don't know, yeah. it's it's weird. It's it and it makes me wonder it's... did 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 LucasArts go to Sony and and do this? Did Sony go to LucasArts? And how did Aspire I don't know, I would think that you would want to go with somebody with a proven track record with yeah. a game. Well that's like the thing, this. they have a proven track record of kind of like Smaller things. Right. I but think I mean, what happened most... is they aren't doing a straight up like remaster style port. If you're doing it from the ground up, that's a very different thing yeah. than maybe what they've done. And maybe also, I can't remember now off the top of my head again. I have to look it up. But the stuff that they've ported before was probably a lot more recent. Right. Which is how old KOTOR is at this point. So who knows? Well, and that's... it's just maybe it's just an unfortunate thing of like, hey, we wanted to do this and then we just bit off more than we could actually chew right. we thought we could do it and we just ended up not doing well yeah well and that's what i'm saying you know i wonder why you know and i understand you know companies are very um, you know i always I always go back to obsidian with this you know because two was so good it's like well if you're going to remake one or remaster one if obsidian can do it why not go to them and have them do it but you know, I'm sure they've got more irons in the fire. You know, they couldn't maybe, you know, maybe they yeah. did. They just didn't have, they said, I mean, no, it we also don't have time, you know. Could be like, who has the rights to it? Maybe Obsidian can't do it because Microsoft owns them now. Who knows? Maybe. There, yeah. All sorts of different things. Or it could just be like, Aspire said like, hey, we'd love to do this. Will you give us cash for this project? And yeah. then they just totally, you know, screwed it up. Maybe we'll have a, some inside scoops at some well, point in the future, like, maybe, hey, yeah. what went wrong? Yeah. You know, what went wrong with this project? That you know, like, whenever there's a big thing like this that happens, you're like, hmm, I wonder what happened. Sometimes it comes out, sometimes it doesn't. Well, if anybody is super disappointed that it's not coming out, I highly recommend just going on the Series S or X, downloading and buying the original version. It's updated 4K, 60 frames a second. It's still a good story game to play. It's still fun. It's a good game if you can get past the old ass game design because yeah. it's very dated at this point like it even is upgraded to 4k it looks fine but it's the how it plays part that right. can be difficult for some people if you've never played like mm -hmm. that style of game yeah. it definitely uh, lacks some nice uh polish and you know quality of life things right. that you'd get in modern games yeah and yes i believe it is on steam because i think i no, oh i didn't know if it no i know it's on steam i want to know if it was like 
there been any updates to it or anything like that? That I can't tell you. I, I don't. I don't know. know. Uh, a lot of the updates on the Xbox were all done on the Microsoft end. It has yeah. nothing to do with anybody else. Microsoft just had it done. So I don't know if that carried over to some of the PC ports or not. I'm going to say probably not. Um, I, but I would be very surprised if there aren't a ton of mods. For oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm, it's, I'm five, sure. it's $5 on Xbox right now. Yeah. That's, that's a definite play for yeah, and I still I mean, I have should go pull it up. I'm pretty sure I own it on Steam. I can go look. Yeah, I, I know I own it on Steam too. I I own the original Xbox version disc. I the one I, I bought when it came out. I still have the yeah. the original version of it. But, but man, I, this is disappointing. It's it is always it's, sucks with something like oh that could be really cool and then it it's not going to happen or if it does it's going to be quite a ways down the it's, road. It's, it's one like, of those. Kotor things. would be nice to play with a shiny new fresh coat of paint yeah. on it it's one of those things that i wished they had played the demo before they announced it you know it's like let's play yeah. a demo and yeah. then announce it because then if it had been that rough we yeah. never would have ever known about it you know what i mean we well, i mean they got far enough into it for three years that they were like okay jennifer hale is going to be in it and what little yeah. like yeah. stuff that they'd already announced that like if they hadn't done some sort of a demo, I don't know. Maybe it's just a case of, yo, video games are hard, and it just kind of fell apart on them. Yeah. Video games are tough. And then, like, the the people at the top said, you know what? It's not worth <laughs> pumping money into this, you know, as is. We're going to have to do something different. Who knows? Yeah. Um, it's a shame. It is a shame. It really is a shame. I was very disappointed uh, when that was, when they, when that story broke this week. Um, Square Enix Western Studios are, quote, a train wreck in, or were a, quote, train wreck in slow motion. You didn't really need to tell us that. We kind of already knew it. But, you know, uh, it's a, this is an interesting yeah. article on the uh, game, gamesindustry.biz. Uh, yeah, it's pretty much an interview with, uh, uh, I forget. Stefan, uh, I'm going to butcher that last name. Justos. But, yeah, that's not how you pronounce it. Nope. That's just my that's, best guess. You, you did it better. <laughs> you did it better than I would. <laughs> like, it, you know, I'm, I'm not. I, and yet, I'm sure I still butchered it. Yeah, yeah. You, you but I've not heard it pronounced. I've only yeah, seen it in text, I and I'm like, either. yeah, no, that's. I can tell you that's probably if I got that 100% correct, then like, no, nah, there's no way. And the I only reason I know that Stefan <laughs> is because you know I, I know where the best clubs in New York are at. Um, if you if you've ever watched Saturday Night Live with Stefan, <laughs> uh, but uh, apparently he was. Um, this was an interview. He was did he quit or was let go in 2013? I don't remember. No exactly what it was but anyway he used to be with the company and it's a real inter- he left it on his own but Something i don't know. Like I'd have to I look can't it up. remember but it's a, it's a real interesting article about how those western companies that square had it, it, it eventually the whole thing boils down to square enix would trim that fat off so to make them more appealing for sony to buy uh, square enix tokyo um is what they're hoping for I mean, at this point, I think Square is just hoping that they get bought by. They want to get bought by Sony. They want to become part of Sony. I mean, that's um, what he says. Who knows if that's true or not? Yeah. But yeah, I mean, this is pretty much just an interview from somebody who has a little bit of inside information for like 2013 and before, yeah. and then doing some, you know, best guessing after that from an outside perspective, but with you know, just like knowing how stuff worked there, and it's kind of like, yeah, you're 
just pretty much telling us what we already kind of knew for the most part here. Yeah. Other and, than like your guesses, but they're still guesses. You know, and, and after reading the article, it kind of it kind of makes. And, and I told this to Nathaniel before we before we started, before you guys got here. It kind of really makes you think that Square Enix upper management is just a bunch of jerks. Um, they, yeah. You know, yeah, they just like... kind of wanted things to fail. Yeah. You know, so they could go. Oh, look! You know, they set un. Un, un, unattainable goals on things just to make it look bad so they could go look what this is we wanted it to sell like 65 million dollar copy single know. time one of the games from the western studios comes out mm-hmm. it was for the deus ex games it was for the tomb raider games it's like okay like i really every time we're like why are you evaluating it this way that makes no sense they yeah. did really well but for whatever you know numbers you're comparing it against internally it's bad like what are you smoking guys like yeah. come on <laughs> um but yeah i mean i'm hoping that since embracer group bought those studios i'm hoping down the road we get some of those you know another deus ex we get yeah, because they bought yeah. all those IPs. I mean, too, it's so. going to depend on what those studios want to do and how well they're set up for just doing stuff kind of like on their own. Because right. Embracer is not hands off completely by any means, but no, but they're, they're very like, hey, do what you yeah. want, but they're not going to like put a bunch of as much direction, or at least to this point. That's what it seems like. Yeah. You know, who knows how it actually is in fact, but that's just what it seems like from the outside. Yeah. It's definitely a, a good read, um, and there's a link for it, like I said, in the show notes, um, that anybody who's interested in that kind of stuff, I... But, man, I would love for another Deus Ex game, or, like, let yeah. them do another Thief reboot, or yeah. any of the other IP that they've got. Give yeah. me that Tomb Raider. I, I'd be surprised if we don't see another Tomb Raider, just because that's yeah. such a juggernaut mm-hmm. IP that they'll be like, okay, it's a risk! Like, but it's a risk worth taking. We'll give you money for right, it. Let's go. Yeah. I sold so many copies and they still weren't satisfied. I'm like, it sold a, 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 I think it sold several million, and they're like, no, no, it's not enough. Yeah, yeah. No, like the quality, or well, not the quality, but like the reviews of the games kind of went down for, especially for that third one. Rise is still, I think, the best of those yeah, three. Right. But the last one that they put out, the Shadow of yeah, the Tomb Raider, right? That was. It's it good. suffered from. Yo, Square Enix said, hey, add this stuff in here that you don't need. And because they had to focus on that and other things, it just kind of bogged that game down a bit. Also, there's just a little bit of like a little bit of bloat by the time that game came around. And that that game also is like more like bloat in the second half because it just like opens up really wide when you get to this one place. And then you lose all of your variety because you're just in that area for so long that it kind of just like sputters out the further into that game you get where you're just like okay <laughs> not having it quite as much fun with it but it was still a good game it's not bad by any yeah. means it just wasn't as enjoyable as the first two but still a success they sold a ton of them oh was yeah a good game. Mm-hmm. yeah um this week was investor report earnings reports i always find numbers interesting with things um it's... i've got a number for you Three. Yeah, I know, right? See, I'm very interested. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, uh, Sony's Q1, uh, the uh, uh, PlayStation 5 sales were up 4%. Software sales were down 26%, um, which is quite a bit. Uh, PlayStation Plus subs were up 2%, but monthly active users on PSN was down 3%, um, which is interesting but that kind of falls I mean, back into i don't know three percent s- is not that big i mean it technically is but it's still it's like 
It's three percent, guys. Like. You, you, you get have fluctuations, things don't stay exactly the same, so 3% seems like it's not that big of a fluctuation to me, but I'm not a statistician either, so maybe it's like, whoa, holy crap, guys, that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, let's see, uh, you know, Xbox, you know, their hardware revenues dipped 11%, um, and their uh, had a 6% drop in uh, contents and service revenue as well, and a 7%... 7% decline in gaming revenue overall with Xbox. So everybody's down. Everybody's on the decline. Just for that quarter, yeah, Xbox is still quarter. apparently like doing more for the full year too. So plus, you know, like they got them Game Pass subscriptions. They're mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's it, this just goes to show that when, you know, there's no games coming out. And I say no games, not like usual. You know, um, you know we had... Would we have Forza and uh, Halo at the end of end of the year for Xbox? They've had nothing first party since. Um, and then at the first of the year, it was Horizon and Gran Turismo for Sony, and nothing since. I forgot and, about Gran Turismo. Yeah, yeah. and it, and it <laughs> looks right. like they're not going to get anything until God of War at this point. Um, yeah, you know, so it's you know. Well, I mean, it's not just them either, too, because we haven't no. had the same flow of like a bunch of big games coming out one after each other that would kind of like drive a lot of that so like we've had some but it had this year hasn't been as kind of like big game heavy as yeah. some years right. have been so and you know and xbox sure. has kind of been able to get more systems out uh than sony has well it's like i sent you guys a picture the other day i saw my first series x in a target i walked in and i could have went i would like to purchase that and they would have said okay you know i mean and it's we're two years into a console life and i actually just now seeing my first one on a store shelf and i travel over three to five states at a time and check in all those states we i'm always looking at places when i'm out for different things and just now seeing one it's unbelievable i mean you know even though it was just one and i'm sure it didn't last very long but to just stumble onto one is stupid and it's gonna yeah, be weird seeing you here what is this yeah what is that black box i'm used to seeing the that's white supposed boxes, to be but what's the box? that's, that's supposed to be an empty space on the shelf what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know so i think if anything this generation is going to go long in the tooth kind of like the 360 and playstation 3 generation did i know a lot of people are like oh well you know it went seven years it went more like 10 because they still made those systems afterwards and i think we're in for a long haul this time around. I think we're going to end up seeing a, one or two console refreshes at this point. Maybe yeah. not even that. With the I mean, way who knows? We'll changes. see how it goes. Yeah, but I always find numbers of things interesting, and you know, everybody. There's been a lot of quiet people, a lot of quiet hardcore people on the internet here this week after numbers come out because neither one of them had anything to fight each other with. They had no ammo. You know, it was like. Oh, hey, tech overall is down a little bit at the moment in the last quarter. Cool, yeah. cool, cool. Yeah. It's uh, not just one or the other. Cool, cool. Yeah, uh, cool, yeah, awesome. So you're saying that it's a systemic thing overall. Great, cool. Yeah, yeah. it's not just uh, an Xbox thing. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, Xboxes are dumb because they're not white. I don't know, man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> guys, like... Just stop. You don't need to argue on the internet. No, they really don't have don't. to make make up dumb things. Like, come on. No, but yeah, I always always find numbers like that interesting. So, but uh, but yeah. So, 
Anything else we want to talk about before we call it quits? Um, I can't think of anything. It's after midnight here, so my brain's starting to shut down. So <laughs> even the even the caffeine I'm drinking is not enough to. to uh, you know, it used to be that I could stay up till like three or four o'clock in the morning and play a game, yeah. and then go to bed and get up a couple hours later and go do something. I can't do it anymore. Like about eleven o'clock, I'm like. You know, I'd really like to play some games, but I really would like to go to bed. Um, yeah, I'm that way too. I'm, like, I'm tired. It's like right now. It's like yeah, I'm you know, normally I would get done. Yeah, yeah, well, it's normally I'd get done with the show. I'd go upstairs, use the bathroom, let the dog out, and come back down, sit down. Nope, I'm not going to do that tonight. I'm going to go upstairs and I'm going to put my pajamas on and I'm going to bed. <laughs> Here's what you do: you go to bed, but holding a video game controller so that you can control your dreams. That's oh, how it works, right? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> uh, if only that'd be awesome. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah. I could, I would be able to get rid of my backlog really quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Like all those wasted hours just sleeping. Yeah. Who needs it? Who needs yeah. multitasking? Come on, we need to admit it. Yeah, really. Game while you sleep. Jeez. All right, guys. Well, thanks a lot for hanging out and listening to us. Like I say, if you want to come uh, hang out on the live stream, follow us on at gl underscore podcast. That way you'll know a couple hours before we go live on Twitch or YouTube or Facebook or wherever. Um, if not, you'll get the uh, you'll get the show on your podcast catcher whenever I put it up, which is usually sometime Sunday morning or Sunday afternoon. Unless I forget, and then it's late Sunday evening. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but, you know, it happens. All right, guys. Well, once again, thanks a lot for listening and hanging out with us, and we'll catch you all next time. See you later. podcast is part of the gamers lounge radio network get more gaming news and shows at www.the-gamers-lounge.com